Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. So my mom's going to wear a witch hat and give out candy, and then we're going to just walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Jackie and Lori show, you Hi. guys. Hi, I'm Jackie Cashin. <laughs> You're Lori Kilmartin. Yes. And we're in the middle of a conversation. I gave you a gummy bug. Gummy bugs. That's what we're handing out. We're handing because out Because you like bugs. to give me things I don't want and won't eat. Right. You're never going to eat a gummy bug? No. I don't what like you... gummy food. It tastes gross. It ha- the, the sensation going down your throat is, like, disgusting. Give them back. Fine. I didn't want him at all anyway. What, were you politely just saying I would take them? Is I'm that like, what happened? Oh, I guess I'll give them to my kid. He still has teeth left. <laughs> right. They, I'm sorry. can fall oh. out, too. Wow. I, all right. He lost Thank his you for retainer. This Did he lose his retainer? Yeah, and it's got a tooth on it, like a placeholder tooth. So it's, like, really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I'm mad. Uh, that's a pity. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're back in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, my Two Dope Queens thing went great. Tell me all about it. Oh, my God. First of all, Two Dope Queens filled the King's Theater in Brooklyn for three shows, 3,200 seats. They filled it with their fans three times. Damn. Holy hell. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. It was amazing. Do they tour at all together? I have no idea. I believe that they both work a lot in New York. Wow. Because uh, it's Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson. Right. Who they could be comics of the week, but they don't necessarily need the Jackie yeah. and Laurie bump. I don't want to do the old Tiffany Haddish after after she's released a movie that was the number one movie that weekend. We recognize her work. <laughs> I'd like um, to recognize the work of someone who's I enormously think, I thought Jessica successful. Williams lived out here now. No? Not I don't know. to my knowledge. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, their audience, their audience is so great. Remember, we were talking about how that set wasn't working, and then you're like, "It's going to work the next night in Brooklyn." Because you had only tried Saturday spots, Saturday spots, and you you saved my life and my brain. Okay, uh, <laughs> by saying that they were they were tourists coming to see comedy That's true, on a Saturday night I, in New York City. Yes, I, I stand by that. Even though I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so I tried it in Brooklyn the next night. And at the Knitting Factory, mm-hmm. which is just super alt, super alt, a bunch of just everybody like a half a beat ahead of you, which right. is great. I love it. And uh, and they just stared at me <laughs> for the first four minutes as well. Eey. And so I was like, what? And they laughed at a couple of the, you know, there's some strong punchlines in it. So I got two, yeah. like three, two or three laughs, but it wasn't walk, what I was though. looking for. Right, right. Long walk, long walk. <laughs> and so then I was talking to Bamford and Bamford was like, and I was explaining what the problem was. And she goes, you know, I think what it is, is you're not telling sort of a personal, because that first five minutes is political. That, right. That was established. Yeah. And um, you, you didn't tell the, any of the story. So what I did, get this, uh, I kept the jokes. Yeah. I kept uh, the set of punches that had worked at the knitting factory. And then I included the pushing the old man story. Yeah. And that, uh, it did great. So it you great. opened with that? That's what I opened Interesting. with. Interesting. Yeah. And so did you um, did you edit out anything that like you, you said you kept the punchline? Did you edit some content? Yeah, out? I edited out uh, most of the setups. Of it actually helped a lot with that. Blue, Get with that rid opening. of your setups, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They Just bog you down. <laughs> setups do bog you down. They do. And uh, <laughs> and um, so I, yeah, I got rid of. There was there was definitely some extra bullshit that did yeah. not need to be said, and perhaps going forward, <laughs> I could just oh, do no. the joke this part. This podcast <laughs> will be complete silence if we're editing out just bullshit setups. that doesn't need to be said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got a laugh from Kylie. Yay. Now, the other thing I was thinking, and you had brought this up too, is that you had worked that set out exclusively in front of Maria Bamford audiences. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a bad idea. Right, except for because, two dope queens. I think there's overlap. Well, yeah, but they are also very generous. So giving. And they're not, and New York audience aren't, are, they're not generous. Right. They are greedy and they want a punchline <laughs> fucking yesterday. Right. You know they would I mean? like, if you could make me laugh before I sit down, please. Right. I'm in a comedy club. Yes. The whereas, doorman was riffing. Whereas, yeah, it's <laughs> right. Yeah. Whereas I think some of the, some shows, like, I think Maria's audience, yeah. I, I, again, I haven't been to one of her, like, 
you know, her stadium shows, but <laughs> they are they're, they're listeners yes. and they're willing to go down paths that I think other audiences aren't. True that. And I think she's that brought them true. to comedy, which is great. But on the 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 bad side is for you when you're working at a set that's yeah. got to work in front of a different crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting a proper read on jokes. Right, right. Sometimes I'm not getting a proper read on jokes, and and it is it is an interesting. It's a quality problem. I'm I'm yes. full of I'm full of diamond tears. I'm full of quality <laughs> quality problems. Just me Aren't crying. Aren't you a diamond tear on Delta? Is that a? <laughs> that's what I'm the diamond tear on Delta. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the. Uh, um, Delta Comfort gives you free sandwiches now. Did you know that? <laughs> you I'm going to throw this coffee in your face. <laughs> what about Southwest? Did you see that about Southwest? I did. Oh, my God. They're Hilarious. Gonna, you know they're going to have comics pretty soon. They better not. I once did a bus to a casino and back. 75 bucks. <laughs> and so who doesn't want to do stand-up awful. while standing in a row awful. Uh, on, a, on a bus it's going worse, to an Indian casino? It's like a crew, like a mini crew, because you're trapped Everyone's trapped. At least in a cruise, you can hide in a room. Yep. But you can't hide on a Southwest what? flight. Or on a bus. Or on a bus. <laughs> I mean, people right. will demand you get out of the bathroom at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what if they did as uh, the, la- the final 10 minutes of the flight... And you are you're in a special jump chair where you you're standing, but you're seat belted right. like a <laughs> oh like you're sort of like gl- like you're on glued a ride wall, like Silence of the yes, Lambs yes <laughs> and you're you do for the last the ten minutes that we're landing you're telling jokes <laughs> and then you're the first off the plane so if you bomb you just get the fuck out right you right? Just your carry on is right near you yes. <laughs> I figured it out. You figured it out. And what? Uh, but if you're part of the crew, wouldn't you? I would want to hide in the cockpit if I didn't do well. Otherwise, no, what you I'm have saying to, is, you, have to you say thank you, good night, and then the plane hits <laughs> the, the runway and the door opens and you're out. <laughs> what if you're you're off to your triple gig? What if you're trapped? What if you're trapped on the tarmac? For an hour after that. Oh, oh my God. Think about it. But wait. There's you someone have to... at the gate, you guys. There's someone at the gate. We, yeah, they don't have the gate ready for us. Yeah. We're a little early. Yeah. Well, then you got to stretch. We've all been there. <laughs> it's time to get some fucking chops, you open micer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I thought you wanted, to I thought work you wanted on your stage hour. time. <laughs> 1A, bulkhead. It's <laughs> a bulkhead gig. Mm. That, that's what they'll end up calling it. Yeah, I like it. Gig. I like it. Who books the bulkhead? Right. <laughs> Um, um, I hate, well, I hate this pen. Did you? W- the last time we, um, I have a. Thank oh you. boy, Kyle threw it and she caught it. That was a pretty. That was the, the most athletic <laughs> thing I've ever seen in this, in this bomb room. shelter we podcast exactly. out of. No kidding. <laughs> um, so we we did the podcast at the stand. You did five sets that night. Yes, I did. And I was jealous, jealous, jealous. And by the way, I have not done a set since the HBO set. And I am just like, nope, I don't like it. I don't like not doing sets. Do you, do I you have even so feel like new... a comic anymore? No, it's been three days or four days or something insane. You're out of the business officially. According to Ari Shafir, you're no longer a comic. One time I posted, I was like really depressed. I was like, has anyone taken off like six months from comedy? Because I was just like, what's wrong? Something's wrong. I need to... You know, I think they're my dad, all this shit, yeah. whatever. And, uh, and everyone, Ari, has and everyone's everyone like, else has everyone, taken six everyone months Everyone posted, go ahead, go for it. You know, yeah. no one will know even, blah, blah, blah. And Ari's like, you'll never be back in the business again. And that Fuck was the Ari one Shafir. I listened to. I was like, all right, I won't take a Please night off. Please listen to Ari Shafir. <laughs> Ari Shafir, a guy who names a possibly boring woman without an arm uh, in his special. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is he might, I mean, the thing. Everyone else has taken time off. We're the only ones who have. No, you just took three days off. That's plenty of time. You better get back on stage oh my immediately. God, I need I'll to be get angry back. With you. I saw that you have like two sets tonight, and I have. No, to I ad- just have one. You just have the one. Yeah. Can I have it? Can I? Can I just have it? <laughs> I can I just go do it's, it? I just. I'm going to a Halloween party. I, I keep saying I say yes, and then I don't look at the <laughs> location, and I and I just was looking at tonight because I was trying to Where do, do another one. I was like, let me see if I can do both spots, and I'm like, fucking Huntington Beach, what? That's almost in Orange County. Oh, my God. Yes. I have an aunt and uncle. I see them every two years in Huntington Beach. I, Huntington Beach is so far away. It is. It's so far away. It's two hours Do away. Do they want uh, tickets to my show? <laughs> they might. And Pam. Maybe I'll listening? bring some books. It's Let me bring some bring shitty moms some, yeah, yeah, and see if I sell any. Moms. My sister wants us to write a book right. about sales. 
And uh, and I said, why would I be involved in this at all? Uh, Well, she because I said, did you read Shitty Mom? And Darla said, Shitty Mom is hilarious. (laughs) And but uh, because and I said, can we call it in the name of the father? Uh, Oh, because it'll be about my dad's sales advice. How about just a just ten? You and Maria, because she's a name. Right, the the wisdom of Elliotcation by uh, Jackie Cation. Why and Maria are you Bamford. getting? Why are you losing Darla work here? What happened to you? What, how did Darla get edged out of this? It was her idea. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, oh. that's between you and Maria. <laughs> how you want to divvy that shit up? <laughs> oh wait, was Darla part? D- yeah, d- Maria. Did I say Maria? No, because she referenced your dad in that in that oh, Minneapolis yeah, yeah. speech to right, the right. University of Minnesota. She's co-opted the Never so Say I'm No say- Without a Number. Yes. Right. Right. So, and she's she brings some heft. You know, her name on the front of a book is oh, like. She can oh, write a, a review for sure. A forward? She could write a forward. Yes. She could write a blurb. Right. She could. Uh, do you know that the pictures of my merch on my on my website are her and Andy in my t-shirts? And every <laughs> I did time, see one of them. Every time I post pictures, I'm like, you guys, I got new, uh, I'm fully stocked on shirts. You should do it. Everyone is like, do I get a free Maria Bamford with it? And I'm like, block, block, you're an oh, ass. That's why I can't see you anymore. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm, I, I didn't mean to cut out Darla. What I'm saying is I, I am a horrible at horrible uh, consultant for sales, but mm. I think you and Maria, that's an actual book because she referenced him and you have him. Right? Right, right but that's not, I mean, I'm not going to write a book with Maria. Why not? Why don't you write it, slap her name on the front? I'll write it and slap her name on the front? She might do that. It seems unlikely as well. I mean, it's you know that. Why she, wouldn't she take you up on she this had a, she awful had a one business day, idea? She had a, this week she calls me. She's like, I got a, a one day shoot on Arrested Development. Yeah, and uh, I don't have any lines, and I'm psyched. But they said that I might be get to ad lib some lines, and I was like, "Oh, fun!" And then uh, that was two, three weeks ago. And then mm-hmm. this week, I talked to her. She was like, "You had three days shooting on Arrested Development," and I was like, "Oh, they added to your character." And she's like, "Yeah, they liked it, I guess." Oh, that's and, uh, cool. And I was like, "Oh, that's super fun." <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I think she's busy, is what I'm saying. Oh, of course, I know. I just... that somebody asked her if I. If I'm going to be on this season's Lady Dynamite, which comes out November 10th, right? The mm-hmm. new season. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, I couldn't do the episode that I was going to be on of, of it because I right. had a cold. And you were like, nobody knows what your voice sounds like. Just go do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, asshole. I don't feel well. <laughs> so I don't care. That's not an excuse. I know. It. It's not I an excuse that. for my son. who's now 11. He turned 11 yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, boy. <laughs> well played. Mm-hmm. He is 11. Does he have a costume for Halloween? Um, just a standard Google. His his dad <laughs> got some makeup. He's, oh, nice. Uh, he's basically in white face with uh, black eyes. Excellent. Yes. Is that okay that he's in white face? I think so. As a Mexican? Yes, As I a think young so. Mexican boy. <laughs> he looks he looks like a Day of the Dead uh, sort oh. of character. It's kind of cool. He does look like like, I, a, like a Mexican um, ceramic that I've seen. <laughs> you know, because his hair oh, is wow. crazy. Yeah, it looks oh, okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so he's he did. I don't oh. think he's doing that on purpose. They I just made the to, most ghoulish Could you please makeup. dress like one of those candles, the Virgin Mary candle lady? No. Could you please no. dress as the Virgin candle? I'm sorry. I'm, I must deny you <sighs> your only wish in life. It's okay. So somebody was uh, giving Kate Blanchett shit for working. She was like, you worked with an asshole because she called out some asshole. She said, uh, wait, what was the quote? She had the, uh, the she ESPN worked for Woody Awards. Allen. Yeah, she worked for Woody Allen. Right. So uh, they said... She said, just because we want to dress sexy doesn't mean we want to fuck you. In some speech, right? right? And somebody posted, yeah, but she worked with Woody Allen. And I was like, if we didn't work with, with sexist assholes, we wouldn't work. God, I know. There Jesus. would be no one Where to work draw with. The, I mean, I, well, you can draw a, a line. <laughs> you of course you can draw a line with Woody Allen. You know, I she, wouldn't work with Woody Allen. She but didn't. That, she didn't. Have to? Did she win an Oscar for that or something? Was I it an know. amazing role? Kate Blanchett was it an amazing she role? Nominated. She okay. might have been nominated. Well, and and who? I mean, the thing it's hard is, to is, turn down a, a cool part to, if you're an actor and you always want to work. You know, I've I, worked for lesser quality people, like quality artists. Dude, than I would. Allen. Yes, and I would. If someone said, "Hey, you want to open on the road for me?" Um, that guy, 
That guy and Travis in, in, in Omaha that I worked for for five years. Right. Who literally used the N-word. Not okay. Mm. Not okay. Yeah. But I worked for him. Doesn't make me the hero of this story. But I worked for him because I needed the work. Of course you were. I mean, first of all, you're probably the only female comic he worked. One of uh, it was. I, I believe I was, actually. One I, of I, Here's the other... I shouldn't have come down and came black because, you know, it's hard to get... If, if you're a woman... It's hard to get work as a comic. It's hard. It was especially much harder when you were working for that guy. Yeah. Hard. So if someone says yes, you're like, all right. 1995? Yeah, Oh, good my luck. God. Yeah, right. Headlining? Insane. No, it's not happening, it right? It wasn't. There, I had no other headlining was weeks. literally the only female headliner and Felicia Michaels in 1995. And that, that was it. The rest of us were featuring. <laughs> and they wanted to bump us up, but Felicia's coming in in two years. <laughs> so we can't bump you up. Kathleen's going to headline here in 2008, and it's you, 1996. We, know, our audience needs a rest from you women. The Royal Oak guy? The guy who Yes. Owns, Mark, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who books in September for the whole following year, by the way. And I've been sending him avails for 12 years and have never headlined. Oh, that guy totally, once. totally. Uh, okay, go ahead. I, he, I don't like him This is what either. he actually said to and me. The, it was this, the Comedy Castle, right? Comedy Everyone, Castle. Oh, it's such a great room. Oh, really? Is it? I'd is it a great it. room? They don't I'd fucking book me. It. Not so great. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I would love to work it, but uh, uh, and now I never will because it doesn't matter. Because this is what he actually <laughs> said to me in '97: was he said uh, he headlined me. He watched my set the weekend. Yeah. I got one headline weekend from him. And the next time I asked him for work, he literally said this to me. He said, "Well, you're too much like Kathleen Madigan." Oh my god! And I was like, "You mean funny in a row?" <laughs> Well, that's heaven for fend. You get that again. First of all, you you aren't. I I'm mean, not. you're both from the Midwest, so maybe you have a similar accent. Maybe but you're not. It's not like you're on the same show. I could see not not doing you back to like you shouldn't feature <laughs> like, for her, or vice right. versa. But oh my god, she had me feature for her one time. Guess what? It all worked out. The world didn't <laughs> fucking implode. It was a. It was. Oh. It was. I featured for it like the Irvine Improv. Dude, or how many comics? Sound exactly like David Tell have opened for David Tell for two years on the road. Right, or all of them. Yes, yes. Well, did does Chappelle have little Chappellettes? Yes, and and there and remember when Dimitri Martin was a little Mitch Hedberg? Yes, and um and he you know he just had to grow out of it. That's all. Well, he Everybody was, grows out. He of wasn't it. opening for Mitch though, and he time. wasn't opening. No, but but the thing is, is he was allowed to headline. Yes. While Mitch Hedberg was still alive, it turns out. Dude, you know, <laughs> there's not just like, one. <laughs> we have oh a surreal God, guy. It's, it's, we have a surreal We already have a, an Emo Phillips. He's still alive and working. <laughs> we can't possibly book another. Um, uh, what? The, uh, the, the, all the stuff, you know, like you can't stop reading these. Harvey Weinstein, James Toback, Mark oh, Halpern. Right, right. That pissed me off more than oh, really? the... Um, the stuff of, I mean, to, uh, those guys, are, they're all sociopaths. So I'm saying, I'm not saying one story's worse than the other, <laughs> but in terms right. of affecting society, yeah. you know, so if they didn't cast the woman who didn't sleep with them, maybe they cast somebody else who did or, you know, or flashed right. him or something. Right. So the, whatever, the role was filled by a woman, right? Yeah. But Halperin was, um, uh, uh, was he head of politics, uh, political news at ABC at the time, where he was very high up. Right. He's in a hiring position right. to hire female journalists. And he's telling them, if you don't do this, I won't hire you. Right. And so that is not a rule that's going to be a job that's going to be given to another female journalist. That's when this is filled by a male. And all of a sudden you have a newsroom full of male journalists who don't think it's important to cover abortion rights or don't think it's or, you know, things, yeah. well, you know, Hillary, I can't stand her voice. You know, let's oh, right. let's do let's be really even on these stories between these two, <laughs> Trump and Hillary, because they're exactly the same. And, right. you know, and he's. Halpern's the one that blew off um, the uh, the charges against um, the, or the accusers of Donald Trump, saying it right. doesn't sound like it's illegal and it's good for his brand. Man. And it's revolting that yeah. that guy, that guy, actually shaped the election. Right, he helped shape the election. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and there's. Uh, I was just talking to my brother Phil, and and he was. I talked to two of my brothers today. And my well, sister. your family talks a lot. Holy crap. There was a lot of Jackie time. Hi, Phil. Anyway, so, uh, but Phil was talking about how he's like, he's, he's like, I don't know how to listen to James Brown. I don't know how to listen to these guys and watch these movies and, and be fans of these people if they're so horrible. But I am still fans of these people. And I was like, it isn't a black and white situation. You can't, like, I, th th that's, that's changing the discussion. 
when they say, well, how can you be a fan of Barack Obama? He sent troops over there. Right. How can you be a fan of uh, Hillary Clinton? She didn't, she wasn't perfect in every way, shape, or form. And you're like, neither was Roosevelt. Neither was, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a Reagan fan, oh my God, how can you be? But whatever. Yeah. It's whatever it is, whoever your favorite president is, was also a goddamn nightmare. Mm-hmm. Whether it was LBJ or Teddy Roosevelt or Lincoln or George Washington. But I, I think we all know Andrew Jackson's off the hook. That's <laughs> That guy, Trail of Tears notwithstanding, <laughs> other than that, the 1.5 million Native Americans he himself killed. Oh, my God. Uh, so, wasn't it? I think it was. Because I, I remember it being the same number as the Armenians, which is why the only reason I remember. You only remember 1.5 million genocides. That's, that's what I only remember. Jacking. That's my. That's, that's my, why the okay. ho- for you, you're always diminishing the numbers of the Holocaust. <laughs> you're insisting it's 1.5. It was 1.5 gypsies, right? Wasn't it 1.5 million gypsies? It might have been. It might have been. It was a... Uh, so... I don't know. Anyway, that but the politics. Well, it's, it's so it's, intense. It's, yeah, because like, I still know that Bill Cosby's funny. I know he's funny. I never liked him. You never liked him? No, I th- I always thought he was very controlling on stage with his jokes and the mugging with the eyes. And oh, the, you didn't the like whole, the mugging? No, I didn't <laughs> like that. And I and I also felt like he was trying to control what the audience laughed at a little too much. In it, uh, it. Did you see him live? No, I didn't. I'm just so going you, by video I've seen. Video? Did you ever listen to his albums? I never listened to his albums, and I've never seen him on video. I've only seen him live twice. Mm. And then the sitcom. I don't remember how I ingested my Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Ick. <laughs> but, but I never, I knew that I, 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 uh, I was another woman who kept silent, but I kept silent the fact that I didn't like him as much as everyone else did. That was a comic keeping silent. That wasn't a woman keeping <laughs> silent. <laughs> oh, there's a few other people I'll, I'll, uh, oh, right, I'll take the, to my grave. <laughs> right, but, the people uh, that I don't think are funny, <laughs> that everyone else thinks yes, are funny. Yes, and you're like, oh, because it makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. Right. Right, exactly. You know, and or I'm not. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't is, like that guy. That guy is, I'm unmoved. Mine is from another country. <laughs> oh fuck it, I'll say it. I don't get Monty Python. I don't get it. It's uh, uh both of them, Kyle. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board. Oh, but I, completely on board. You don't like? Well, here's my thing on Monty Python I, it, is I watch. Uh, he's like a smart version of Benny Hill. Who the fuck but, cares? He, who's uh, he though? But there's five of them, right? The Monty Monty Python. There's a bunch of them. Right, there are a bunch of them. It's. I feel like there was a window that I didn't watch Monty Python, and so I I don't get it because right. it was like if you I didn't, think you read, had to be twenty at a, at, at right, a certain time or twelve. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like it was right. like when uh, a lot of people didn't read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they mm-hmm. read it too late, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, I get sarcasm. Sarcasm. Who the fuck cares?" And, <laughs> it needs to be your first book. It's. Uh, <laughs> I luckily was still enjoying sarcasm when I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I've never so read I loved it. it. It's too late. Okay. You will not like That's Hitchhiker's fine. Guide to the Galaxy. Well, I'm way behind because on my books. Because it's it's so it's just sarcasm, and it's adorable if you're if you are into sarcasm. Right. But same with Monty Python, and if so, if you were a 12 or 14 year old man or woman and you wanted to get, but you know how many comics and, I, I I I respect, respect. love, and they they worship, and I'm like, Gee. right. I met Eric Idle one time, yeah, and he was super funny in conversation. I bet you they're all hilarious, but the sketches are, they're just kind of poop jokes, and they're kind of, you know, and... I can't well, I even know, comment, whatever. and I'm afraid of the comments that we're going to get because of what you just said. Email any Lori. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 part of me keeps going, I should, I should just sit down and watch them, and then I'll get them. I know it. You know, I, know I just, it, I know I'll get it. Maybe it's in a bad mood. Or whatever. Sometimes it's too late. Sometimes you just miss a miss. Finally, there was a time where you couldn't even admit you didn't like the Three Stooges, and now it's like <laughs> oh. so maybe Leno was it Leno or Seinfeld who said women hate the Three Stooges, and, and that, usually I hate that women hate, but I'm like, oh, finally, I can admit it. I don't like it. Here's the thing. Is I when they started with that women hate things, that's right. when I'm like, I fucking love the Three Stooges. Oh, like, you as like a them reaction. as a rebellion, yeah. But here's. The Three Stooges are fine. They're hit, they're just okay for me, right? Uh, I like Abbott and Costello better. I like yeah. uh, Laurel and Hardy yeah. less than both of them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I 
have never been able to get through a Buster Keaton movie, even though uh, John Landis, of all people, how par- pardon me while I pick up the name I've just dropped, you guys, John Landis, <laughs> and uh, but he uh, he told me you have to watch it. Just in passing, I met the guy at oh, really? Aspen or something, and I was like, I never saw Buster Keaton, and they're like, you got to see it, and I was like. Never gonna happen. Hey, my, okay, my yes, little, sir. Uh, my little uh, antenna went up when you said Landis. He d- he did some shitty sh- stuff, right? He crashed that helicopter that killed those people in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, <laughs> he crashed that helicopter. No, that... he, I mean it was yeah. that's uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's dad that was beheaded, Vic, Vic Morrow. Morrow. But oh, that was because kids, he was. It wasn't just an accident. It was like neglect, right? He was deliberately they trying were to save money way or over hours, so the kids shouldn't have been on set, and they were running the helicopter way lower than the safety bullet said they could. Right, John Landis. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and three two, people. Two Is kids? that what you guys are telling two me? Kids and Vic Jesus, oh I remember when I right. heard about that. I'm like, uh, kids. Oh, poor <laughs> Vic Morrow. <laughs> Wow. This is pre-motherhood, I assume. (laughs) Well, it was yesterday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, All right. This is what I realized also during the HBO uh, taping Mm -hmm. is TV sets now. And this is another quality problem, you guys. Um, My my biggest fear when I go out on stage for a TV set now is that I'm going to forget my jokes. Really? That is my greatest fear. So what did you do? Did you have someone put them on cue cards or anything? No, no. That it was not an option. Yeah. So I just went out. Uh, you know what I did? I faced my fear, Lori Kilmartin. I faced my fear. <laughs> we uh, can face it with a solution to a problem, which I has cue cards. Well, you know, I always keep the set list in my pocket. Right. But on television, you don't it really isn't out. okay. Yeah. It really isn't okay to pull your set list out. But uh, um, I've done it at, at a Brian Regan show. I oh. pulled my set list out, which sure. which I don't. You they know, probably thought it was part of your performance, you know, yeah, like well, they did on purpose. Right. Well, they're of course incorrect. Yes. But uh, <laughs> the uh, but the uh, how the, much, how, how long the was the spot? The oh, the spot was eight minutes. Do they edit it down to anything, or do they uh, keep it at eight? I don't know, but I ran the light. Okay. On television, mm-hmm. HBO, mm-hmm. but HBO. But here's the thing about HBO: it's HBO. I've um, never been on HBO before. I'm kind of excited about the words HBO. Right. Yeah, you've already said them four times too many in this podcast. I know. I know. Pretty psyched. Uh, and two, who was on with you? Michelle Buteau and... She, uh, Michelle and Baron Vaughn were yeah. on the show after mine. Oh, okay. You guys and taped three I that had, night? Uh, the two. Two, There okay. was one the night before and two the, the night I was doing it. And I was psyched to be on the early show. Oh, and sure. I, even though Baron, Baron said that the second show was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, their guest was... Same audience? No. Oh. No, they filled that room three times with 3,200 people. Wow. How crazy is that? That's great. Yeah, good for them, man. And uh, so they... What was the What was the other... Uh, on my show, it was Kevin uh, Barnett. Smith? Barnett. You know Kevin Barnett? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bird Luger. What one? He's a funny man. He's really funny. He's genuinely funny. And I call Wait, him Wait, I'm thinking Kevin Bartini. Uh, he's a... Uh, Kevin Barnett, he's an L.A. guy. He's in L.A. now. He was based out of New York for a long he's time. He's a New York guy for a long time. He came out here to write for Carmichael Show. Oh, I bet I know him. I can't picture him right now. He's, uh, he's another very tall, handsome black man who does stand-up comedy, okay. but he's genuinely really funny. Yeah. And whenever I say tall, so handsome a- man, stand-up comedy, I always have to go, no, but seriously funny, you guys. I say the same <laughs> thing about Kyle Clark all the time, you guys. Come on. Um... So is it all, so they, what's the... Uh, the format? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Two Dope Queens podcast is, and this is what it is, but it's filmed, mm-hmm. right, for HBO, is um, uh, they come out, banter, 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 um, stand-up comic, banter, banter, banter between the two of them, uh, interview, yeah. banter, 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 another stand-up comic, banter, 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 get out. Oh, it's like yeah. a talk show. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so they did, uh, and the and the guest was... Do they have a? De- are they are they sitting with a desk in front of them, or are nope. they sitting in director's they're chairs? They're standing. Oh, oh, they're standing, and then the interview was done on stools. I believe. Okay, so when and they're doing their banter, they're both standing in front of mics. Yep. So it feel does it feel kind of performancey? It feels yeah, it feels stand upy. Mm, it feels cool. like they're a duo. Right, right. And oh, okay. What I love about their show, quite mm-hmm. honestly, is that first of all. Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson are really funny stand-ups by yep. themselves, right? Yeah. So that's great. Yep. What I love about their show is that they genuinely like each other and they have each they support each other, but they they snark. They there's a little bit of sniping, mm-hmm. but they know each other well enough 
Like we're getting to know each other, Lori. <laughs> like we're say, unlike us, mortal enemies off stage. Mortal enemies. Mortal cannot speak once the mics are off. And uh, but that's because we we're, we're trying to save topics. It's not because we hate you. Right. Exactly. Get away from me! Stop telling me that story. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, but they yeah they just they're they're really they just have good stories yeah. and they call each other on you know clearly stories that they told a year ago yeah yeah and they just kind of bust each other's chops a little bit but it's but it's nice cool yeah so i like them and the guest on the second show was john stewart oh, the wow. guest on the first show his name escapes me but he is on kimmy schmidt and he sings is it um, Titus? Yep. Okay. It's Titus. Thanks for playing. Yes. Uh, Jackie doesn't know names. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so. I haven't seen Kimmy Schmidt. I watched the first season. It was great. I just haven't watched the rest. Okay. I, I haven't watched any of it. Sometimes <laughs> I just like a little, oh my God. I, yeah. I like a little taste so I know what's happening, but I'm not addicted to comedy <laughs> at night. <laughs> like if I have one half hour a night. I okay, I started, I, so last night I was... It was my kid's birthday. We had a little cake, and then yeah. he went off to his dad's. And I took the night off just so I wasn't, like, rushing, leaving a Bob's Big Boy to do a set, okay? <laughs> so right, you so I'm home for the night, the, yes. and uh, so I start watching. I, t- I go to Netflix. What I love about Netflix is you can just type in a place, and they'll just have movies about that place or whatever. Instead of, you really? know, like... That's like kind of H- cool. Like, I lo- I'm going through HBO, and I'm like, I have, to, I have to know the title of the thing I'm looking for. I can't just, you know... Type in, you know, Ireland. El Paso. Right, Right. El Paso. (laughs) So I go to Netflix, I type in Belfast, and... uh, (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Your Irish file. Yes. A series I just started watching last night called Rebellion. Oh my God! It is, is it about so, the Troubles? It's about the Irish Civil War. Yeah, and how you know it's kind of started in 1916 during World War One when uh, England was you know diverted. Busy. Yes, <laughs> and Irish troops were you know also uh, fighting for England because they wanted the king to then go afterwards. Go okay, you guys can be independent because that always works. Right, right, that's exactly what happened That's in Armenia. Empires yeah. always reward always good reward. soldiers. Right. That's what the Soviet Union said that with Armenia during World War One. No, they said if you fight for the Soviet side, uh, we will free you. Uh, well, from the Ottoman Empire, and uh, are the Armenians were like yes, and then afterwards they're like you're part of the Soviet Union. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, it, yeah. it all takes place there. It's a lot and of it's great. It's a documentary, or no, no, no. It's scripted. It's oh. historical. It, it, it's sort of a little fictional, and then real characters and stuff. But dramedy. It's, a lot of no. it. <laughs> yes, it's uh, great female roles. You know, oh, that's I mean, and there yeah. were great female roles during the Irish Civil War too. That were you know? documented. Yes. So that's neat. Um, but uh, and then they were filming in a lot of places. I had taken my son, you know, to mm-hmm. when we were there, and then the other oh, right. places where uh, I was like, God dang it, we don't have time to go there, or I couldn't push one more historical place on him <laughs> like dublin castle i wish i'd gone that was the the uh, this very old uh uh building where where brit where britain sort of ran ireland out of dublin castle and it be and they both they mostly hired irish people no in dublin and uh, dublin castle and, uh, so sorry <laughs> it wasn't actually a castle it's just like a giant you know administrative building but it was starting to we be we were there i think fill, yeah it's going to be there. filled with irish spies during all this and so it it's uh, the turn the amount it, it, it to me it, it reminds me of the uh, American Revolutionary War, where you have Americans that are want to stay with Britain and don't, and you don't know who you're working with, and families are torn apart. It's really fascinating. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it's called Rebellion. It's on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it. So get this. What? One of our fans, uh, her roommate works for Hamilton. And so on Twitter, she was like, hey, if you ever need tickets to see Hamilton, I just need notice. And so I gave her two weeks notice. Wow. Uh, which is not enough, and but it all worked out. And so me and my friend Jenny Bergman went and saw Hamilton on Sunday right after I, I, I did sets with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We went to the 3 p.m. Oh, my God. Sixth row center. Oh, my God. They were the most amazing seats in the whole wide world. I would love to see it that close. It was close. And the, get this. And not to... Not to belittle the L.A. cast, except for to say that they weren't as good as the New York cast. <laughs> well, but we're, we were sitting really far back. How can you tell? I was I was 40. Well, I was, I'm more I was 40. like way up there. Oh, is that where your seats are for yeah. the Pantages? Yeah, they we're, were. We're, on the, we're an orchestra, like like row 30. Oh, okay. So uh, we were close enough to see that. And it was, and it was a, the cast was good. But I was told by my friends who were uh, theater nerds uh, in New York. Yeah. Is that even, even L.A., which I would think... 
actors would want to do the L.A. production of Hamilton just to get in front of casting people. Right. To get on television. But even L.A., they're like, no, it's the touring cast. I want to play Broadway. So, oh, really? so it isn't as good of a cast, even though it the might cast not be here as good of a venue. I don't know what the venues like where they're playing. The Rogers, yeah, it was amazing. So, but it didn't uh, look the Pantages any... might not be as a no, good of a place to do a musical. It was, it was, it was be- the it was exactly the same oh. kind of thing, and it was. I could not. Be- it was so good. The mm-hmm. the guys who played uh, Hamilton and Burr, mm-hmm. the literally. The charm that just came in waves off of these two gentlemen. You can tell, like, like stage actors, yeah. their personalities have to be so much bigger. It's yeah, like yeah. stand-up, yeah, you know? right, right. And you're like, oh, my God, these guys, I would just sit there and re- listen to them read the phone book. These guys had so much personality. I would never listen to someone read the phone book, and no? I want that on the record. <laughs> on the record. How about the comic of the week? You want to do comic of the week? Oh, yeah. Are we at 30? I think we're at 30. We are. Yeah, let's do it. Lisa Curry. Lisa underscore Curry. Yeah. yeah. Curry like... Uh, like curry. Yes. Like an Indian food. <laughs> like Tim Curry. <laughs> like Tim Curry. From uh, from uh, Television the musical I've never seen. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. You've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. You might have missed that window as well, my friend. Fine. It could have happened. It's But Lisa Curry. Lisa Curry's exce- very funny. She's really funny. Yes. You guys, we just watched some Lisa clips. Lisa underscore Curry. Yeah. L.A., right? Yes. Yeah, LA Comics, so get but out she's, there. Uh, she, as soon as I was listening to her, I'm like, is she from the Midwest? <laughs> <laughs> I hear a little Jackie and now Kathleen Madigan <laughs> in the accent. I'm so sorry, Lisa, we can't book you. Uh, Jackie's already headlining the road. and uh, Not our room, but <laughs> this part of the country. Right, the whole and... the whole West Coast. I'm so, you're going to have to go play Florida. <laughs> That's oh hilarious. God. So, uh, are you working this week? What are you doing? You got your um, sets tonight? I have a bunch of spots this week, besides Friday, last night with my kid. And uh, I had Thursday. So this will go Monday. Monday. Have, Monday I'll be, um, yeah, I'll be floating around L.A. on Monday. Um, I don't have anything oh, until Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. Look up. Yeah, like I have, I have flappers Wednesday and Thursday, and then Big Money on Thursday, and then I'm doing the Hollywood Hotel. Big Money's the, at the Virgil. Big Money's at the Virgil, and then the Hollywood Hotel on Saturday at 8, and then the Improv at 10.30. So um, I have six sets. I'm doing, uh, okay, that's I good. I would like that's more. Bad. I would like, I don't know what people are doing, you guys. I'm doing uh, the Improv on Monday. Oh, good. Uh, Halloween is uh, not is Halloween. Um, whew, Hopefully, you will. I'm, well, I'm open on the first, folks. Please, <laughs> I'm doing uh, the West Side on Tuesday the second. Oh, nice. I'm doing the uh, Sacrifice of Virgin show with Nicole Blaine. Oh, right, right. Yeah, at the West yeah. Side. Yeah, that's always where fun. she gets some lawyer who's never done stand-up comedy. It's usually a woman too, right? Um, I don't know. I think I think yeah, because I think or uh, a man <laughs> or a man. <laughs> I don't know. One I of think those she, two things. You know, just it is not right a gummy person. insect. But yes. uh, so okay. it's usually a good audience. They're there yeah. to see the. If they're any friend like I am, they're there to see their friend bomb. Right, eat it. And uh, <laughs> but you get to go up right before them, and uh, <laughs> and then they have so, to follow your thirty years. Yeah, they of have to follow comedy. you. Yeah, 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 it's awesome. That's and then awesome. Friday, I'm actually flying to New York. So I are you doing another have... New York weekend next? Yeah, because we're shooting uh, oh. shows at the Apollo on the week of uh, November sixth. Oh, oh my God! That's right. Because we're the there week before. Yeah. Right. So because I'm. By the, the way, week after I took all spots on Saturday. I'm sorry, I can't see you. <laughs> I had blocked off time to see you, and then you wanted to come wait, to Carnegie Hall. I was like, I'm not going to take any spots till after ten o'clock, right? Because you're you're going up at eight. I want to see the whole thing. I want to be part of the whole experience. I want to see Regan too. Why? And then someone's like, Hey, you want to do an eight eight fifty? I'm like. You, you know, could either I'll just see Jackie, and then I'll go do my thing. And then so it was like, hey, um, I got a six fifty and a seven fifty, and I'm like, okay, fuck it. You know what? what good luck. Have say. a good set. Here's what here's what everyone in the Cation family says. You want to make money, you want to lose money, and so you're going to go off and make like six hundred dollars in stand up comedy. That's what you're going to do. Uh, well, because there's seventy five between the spots. You know, it's going to be. I'm going to make probably make a hundred. But you will not your dad would be on board with that. 100%. Yes, he will be. He will be. But um, I, I, I trust you'll tell me about it. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! It's it's it, yeah. you do you do It'll, mention your there, there gigs every audience. once in a while. There will be an audience. It'll yes. be fine. It doesn't have to be. I feel my I feel sort coming. of guilty. My sister's coming. To oh, cool. She's going to be in New York, and she was like, "Can we come see it?" And I was like, "Yes, I can see if I can get you comps." So, of course. Um, and maybe she can have your comp. That'll be lovely. Did you and, set aside a comp for me already? Mm-hmm. Oh man, don't worry about it. 
It's uh, it's Live Nation. They'll get over it. Um, That's a good thing because comics under, always understand their fellow comics being selfish assholes. Yeah, yeah. Like do, in a way a that non-comics wouldn't. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. And and my friends actually do get it as well. They're just like, oh, I'm sorry, your wedding. What time is your wedding over? <laughs> I have to go do a couple of sets. You, you couldn't do a podcast tomorrow because you're going to another wedding. I another... don't understand your life. I know. <laughs> I know. It's weird. And... and um, it's funny because this is this guy's second wedding, and uh, my sister, oh my as my sister always says, I don't go to anyone's third wedding. Have a good day. <laughs> That's what she told my dad when he got married the third time. She said, I don't go to anybody's third wedding, Dad. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm sorry I didn't invite you guys. And Daryl goes, I wasn't coming anyway. <laughs> wasn't coming anyway. And then he got divorced moments later, oh, so man. it didn't, can't possibly matter. Um, so did you read this article I sent you? Oh, I skimmed it. That's Did as you, much as I could give you. Which is fine, because it is literally five pages of crazy. Yeah, and that's ti- some tiny font, lady. It's uh, Right. And so, so it's this whole thing about... about Because uh, Andy said that this is what he thinks that Brian Regan's act is. Is what? where he is... He is... His stuff isn't political, right? Right. Regan's. But he's Regan. Regan's. Right. So he's sociopolitical, which is what I've always been, right? I've never done political comedy by name on or the by nose. word. Right. On the nose. Right. Kind of thing. And um, and I'm still not naming Donald Trump in my act right. because I don't want to. But if you do comedy that reflects compassion for yeah. people that aren't um, already on top, yeah, you it's, are actually doing political comedy. Right. You are doing sociopolitical comedy. Yes. And um, <laughs> Brian Regan has this joke where he sings, worm people are on the planet. That's, that is a song that he sings for like 12 seconds. Wait, there's and you're thing. like, go, man, go. Uh, from from living with a Trump supporter, my mom wouldn't think that's about her. No. She would think that's about Hillary Clinton. Right, right. Which is, you know what? And that's the thing. And that's what no this article. No one thinks that it's about them. No one does. But what this article is saying is mm-hmm. that you have to come from a place of normalcy. Right. Where you're like, I because the what was the line in this blog? And it's this, uh, I think yeah, it's called Ask a, it's, I think it's called Ask a Korean Blog Spot. Yeah. Anyway, so I will uh, tweet at me at Jackie Cation. I'll, I'll link you. It'll be fine. Anyway, so but uh, I was just gonna re- read you just the be- very beginning of this thing. So, um, God damn it! A lot of people would have possibly highlighted it. Normal oh no! Versus- You're making yourself sift through six pages of six point font articles. No, it's okay. So here it is. Um, it's what you want to do. Most people are not deeply engaged with politics. Ultimately, all they want out of politics is for things to work quietly and efficiently. Right. And so the, po- the, the political comedy that comes from that mm-hmm. is to mention how things are not. Oh. That's where the jokes right. come from. Right, that they right. are not working quietly and efficiently. Yeah. People are angry. We're all confused and angry right now. Yeah. And so that means that politics isn't working. Right. And so that's where the comedy comes from. And to some extent, that's where to some that that's what Brian Regan's political comedy is. So it's yeah. kind of fascinating. It's weird, though. Like um, you would have thought you would have thought that people would have been on board with Black Lives Matter or with the fact that the police are harder on African-Americans. Um, you know, during Dave Chappelle's first special, when he talks about. Uh, he's he's someone calls the police when he's in his own apartment. So, I forget how he gets there, but I, I, what? I no no this happened. I yeah. someone said he was breaking into his own place. He's maybe because his house is too nice, so the cops will kill him because they think he's breaking in. Right. So oh, okay. So he has so the cop afraid. coming over, going, "Look, this guy broke in and put up pictures of himself all over the place. What a sicko <laughs> or something." Like you would you would have thought people would have been like, "Oh wow, that's, I get it. This is awful that he has this fear." You know, it must be a real problem, but yeah. it didn't. It, that didn't it really penetrate res- many people's heads, besides the people that already knew it. You know, right? Or, I mean, the thing is, is things penetrate my head now that I did not know. Right. That I thought they, I knew intellectually, but I think I don't think I knew it emotionally or viscerally. And because it's on the nose, because you're reading it on the, you're reading the actual literal things and not getting a soft. So yeah. have to reach around for it. <laughs> oh, reach around. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but is that the job right. of the comic to be? To be to a educate. job of the con- you know, are you? Are, are, maybe we're supposed to be that, you know, that we're we're uh, an ex- uh, we accessor not accessorize we are um, we are a, an added 
oh. ingredient. And the, the real soup is journalists and the news saying, oh, here's this video. Here's a 12-year-old boy pulling up on a bicycle, and here are two cops immediately shooting him to death. Yeah. And that, that should horrify you. And yeah. then you might have some comics talking around that issue right. about racism that's happened to them. That should elevate the issue. Right. That should make it more accessible instead of what the hell was that kid doing? Right. Well, he wasn't doing anything. He was a 12 yeah. year old boy on a bike. But, you know, there's some, but that's that's I, I don't know what, you know, everyone's going to talk, do what they feel like doing well, on yeah. stage. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would say like to, to say that something is the job of comedy makes me viscerally. Oh, just right, recoil, right. 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 Yeah. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Even though I would love that to be the job of comedy. <laughs> I would love I would love comedy to fix things, right? But I know also that I'm unwilling to say you have to fix things with your comedy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Right? I mean I would just like that to be a byproduct of stand up comedy rather than a um uh, a, a, a job. I'm an I and I've felt like this for a while because especially after after Bush was reelected, you know, um because we had Jon Stewart Slamming the shit out of George Bush every night. Right. And nothing. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I wonder, now we have so many late night shows and so many just fucking SNL. Like, people watch SNL, please feed me. Feed me. Give me... Give me Alec Baldwin slamming Trump. Please give it to me. It's like, what? What does it? What does he give you? And does it? Does it move? Oh, does it bleed? Does off? it change anything? Or maybe it bleeds off the need for change. Or I, I don't know if it does that, or if it just helps the people that are are on Twitter or in the, or reading it every day, and they're just traumatized, and they're like, okay, I just need some laughter. Yeah. Maybe it just helps people that are knee deep in all this stuff. I, I, I right. But I don't know. But it's not the same feeling as just a laugh that sneaks up on you and takes a hold of your whole body. You yeah. Know? It's not that. Oh, cause that, it's a, it's a, it's a laugh of acceptance. It's not a, a it, it's not a, a, well, a side. Who knows? It, it, it's more like a vindicate, a feeling of vindication. And you could, you know, like, uh, I think we talked, we talked about this before, like Tina Fey clap. She called it clapter where you're kind of laughing, clapping, but it's okay. mostly like, yeah, yeah, I approve of this. And yeah, you fucking got that joke, took him down. It got him. But, but, how does it leave you afterwards versus how it leaves you if you go see a Brian Regan show in person and you're you just laugh your ass off you don't right. think about politics for a second you're just right. watching you Brian Regan of, yeah. you know tiptoe on stage like the Pink Panther and <laughs> do whatever he's doing how how does your body feel after you you feel you've just expelled some demons yeah and I think sometimes when you're when it's like kind of like a like like if you go see a, a, a Lewis Black or something no or? I don't even I'm not I'm just going by television right now that okay. that sort of like uh, fucking explain the news to me in a way that makes sense and um do, when you finish watching it you don't feel the same relief you feel uh, a different kind of relief like okay somebody else who's who, you know who makes jokes feels the way I do yay but it's not um it's not how you feel after a really great stand-up show where all of that's been cast for tension has been cast out of you whether it's political or not right I don't know I mean I think um good comedy should bleed off all of that rage and energy in I mean, whether if you see Jim Carrey mm -hmm. stick his head up his own ass and that's hilarious, um, or if you see somebody do a well-crafted socio-political joke, I think that that's the same laugh. I, I mean, don't. it's different. I don't at all. You don't. No. Well, what? But what if they're? I mean, I, th I think you're comparing. Joke, I think you're comparing uh, different kinds of comedy for sure. Well, right, right. But I right. think you're comparing an ex like I just compared the extreme of physical comedy, mm -hmm. Jim Carrey and his butt, mm -hmm. uh, with Lewis Black. Mm -hmm. You know where it's ranty and angry. Mm -hmm. um, but I was comparing the, uh, the those are the two. That's the the spectrum, right? right? So I was comparing Jim Carrey and his butt to a well crafted like um, like a Patton Oswalt. Mm -hmm. Annihilation kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Instead of a Lewis Black ranty mm -hmm. thing. So, uh, if if I compare Lewis Black with a well crafted Brian Regan, more centrist, mm -hmm. where it's smart but silly and funny and wonderful, um, those are those aren't equal. Lewis Black and Jim Carrey's ass are 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 too equal. That that's even. 
uh, in the universe, in, you the, mean universe, in the comedy uh, universe, in the comedy universe, yes. uh, Patton Oswalt and Brian Regan, I think, are closer to the center, both right, because Patton Oswalt also has weird Superman jokes, right, right, right. right. So I think that they're both cathartic, mm-hmm. and on the edges, they're both they release something, but it isn't always what you really wanted. How right. do you, what do you feel of that? Yeah, I, I think okay. that's fair. Yeah. And also, I, I'm up. It's almost over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, and, and it's so hard to compare. It's, it's pineapples and elbows, right? right? Who, who the fuck? But, you know, uh, so, uh, the article you brought, that was, inter- that was an interesting comment. Yeah, yeah, because I think that... But I don't think any comics think of how they're going to change the world, right? I think we're all just trying to get a, the next joke to work. And yeah. then, well, you know, if you, if I think someone, you, you say something that connects to somebody, like you're, it's all, aside from getting a laugh, it's really none of your business how your show or your set is ingested by the audience. All you have to do is get laughs, right? And, and it's none of your business how people I think initially, I think initially. Because they're all, they're all going to take it their own way, you They're know? totally going to take it their own way. And, and, and there is no way to plan how this is going to change the world. It seems like that would be the dumbest way to, to write stand-up comedy. This joke is going to fix it, right? In my right. opinion. Whether or not anybody else agrees with that, for me, to write a joke, like to do that genocide joke, mm-hmm. or to do that joke about my dad having the surgery, right. is it that's a vaguely depressing topic mm-hmm. that I did a joke about because I didn't have anything else to do a joke about. Yeah. That's why I did the joke. I didn't do the joke because I was hoping to change the goddamn world. I did the joke because that's the joke I wrote. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, when you first start doing stand-up comedy, the first ten years, I also, in my opinion, you're just get you're just trying to get jokes out, get jokes out, get jokes out, get yeah. laughs, get laughs, get laughs, first four years for sure. Mm-hmm. You're throwing shit at the wall like a monkey. Right. And then you hone it to stuff that's more personal and more you. In those next six years, right? And then the 10 years, you're working it, you're working it. But I think at like 30 years in, (laughs) you could have destination jokes. Hmm. You could have jokes where you're like, I'm going to write about... Oh, I the see. Ukraine. A chunk. Or yeah. I, I'm going to write a chunk. Yes, I on feel purpose. like like uh, Louis. You know, I I watched part of his his recent special, and it was yeah. suicide. Right, a friend. I felt like he was like. Suicide. Here I go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look out. And it, he had some. Look out. Really suicide. Fun, he had some funny stuff. You know. Yeah. It was good. So yeah, I mean, that's. Um, but that's also I. That's worrisome to me, because. Uh, I need things to personally happen to me before I get interested in talking about them. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So don't don't write so about I don't. suicide. <laughs> Please don't write about no. suicide. Um, I love you. It's also like I tried to, I tried to do. Uh, did I tell you this about the two Mormon girls? I told you this last week, right? Maybe. Oh, that there were. Yeah, they, yeah, something about Mormons. Yeah, I, I just vaguely like, remember. The two Mormon girls came to my house, and they and they had a picture of Jesus, and they're oh, like, yeah, we yeah, just want to trade right. pictures. Right, right. Like, what? Just, <laughs> and I tried to, like, write a thing about it just because I didn't have anything. I was like, oh, that happened. That's an interesting. But I couldn't. <laughs> I personally wasn't as interested in it on stage, <laughs> and I couldn't make myself do it. Right. And it's weird. The things I'm interested in offstage are not the things I want to talk about on stage. They're, it's You're the, not going to write about Belfast? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I have an Ire- little Ireland shot. Oh shit! I should bring it back for that hour. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, the the uh, it's so hard to be on stage, you know, and it takes so much energy that to talk to spend it talking about something that you don't want to talk about. I don't about? feel it in like my uh, every body, every cell in my body. It's I, I can't get into it, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I'm not the type that can go. Uh, Starbucks, you know, and then, but but it's weird because every day at work, I I I do that every day. I write jokes I'm not connected to whatsoever right. that are about the news that are completely throwaway. They're not good. Two days later, you know, right? Um, so so I, what is that though? But that's, you can do it. I can I can, but I personally wouldn't want it for your set. You don't want to, right? That's not my that's stand up is you. very personal. And uh, that's, this isn't personal. It's just a different way. You know, it's my job and it's a different thing I do, which is write jokes for somebody else to say. But, uh, but yeah, I would never like, like people have, oh, 
people tend to ask, do you do the jokes or do are you ever worried like you, you're giving Conan a joke? You would just like, no. Oh, right. I'm not gonna do, <laughs> no, I'm, I wouldn't. He do, can't have that one. I don't do any hey. topical and he would never do anything I would do. Right. It's, he would never do anything on a late night show that I would do in my act. They just right, don't. It, it just they they're, don't, they're two they don't separate things whatsoever, which is kind of one but, of the beautiful things about your career. Yes. I'm very you lucky. You can separate those. Totally. Yeah. 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 Versus if I was writing on a show where the main character was exactly like me, I'd be giving the show my entire life instead of my Which act. is what a lot of sitcom writers end up doing now. Yeah. They're like, bring bring your marriage to this writer's room. Right. Oh, they bring do. They've kids. done it the whole time. Right. The whole time. Bring your kids to this writer's room. Right. Ever since Leave it to Beaver, man. Do, I know. If you, like, like the, I think the Ray Romano writers talk about that, though. Like, the... They, um, the who's the head writer? Phil Rosenthal. He was like, You're the showrunner. Was, I think he's a showrunner. Everyone goes home at six o'clock and everyone has uh, a life because mm-hmm. you need to talk about it the next day. So, uh, everyone, you know, they all had oh, families, good. they all had kids. Yeah. I heard it was like a great place to work because the hours were normal. Okay. Um, because he wanted you to, yeah, he wanted you to do your homework with your kids. Yeah. So that, and that's good for everybody. That's great for everybody. Yeah. Nothing um, wrong with any of that. But uh, I forgot where we're going with this, and maybe we have done with it. We're done with I it. think we're close. You're 54. Oh, cool. 54 minutes, you guys. Well, that joke I took apart. Like, yeah. the, in the middle of the week, I'm like, I've ruined it. What did I do this <laughs> joke? I took it. It's over. Um, I think it might be just going in a different direction, but I can go back to the old way if I want to. Yeah, you it, can. It was working. And you have it on tape. You have oh, the yeah, old yeah, way yeah. on tape. I, almost, I have it memorized in my head, and half the time I go into it that way, and I'm like, oh, I fucking ruined it already. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 there, I feel like it could go in a different direction and get a few more laughs if I just uh, keep working on it. You yeah. Know? You brought out your so, notebook. What's happening? I did bring out my notebook because <clears throat> um, I remembered last week we were talking about that, the... Um, that moms are crazy bit, and I have to remember to do that again. I haven't, oh, yeah. you know, I'm so, uh, now that we're sitting here, I called like four people on the way, like today. I've just been like, I need to talk to somebody because I haven't done sets. <laughs> and uh, and Andy doesn't want to hear me work on material, so I have to call friends from far away. Hmm. For, uh, and so, um, but I have, like, I have like four new bits I'm psyched about. Oh, yeah? And they're not political, which is also amazing. That's great. And, um... And then, oh, did I tell you that this guy called me? This this booker? This booker guy called me? Oh. That guy's a dingbat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got to do Never Say No Without a Number with him. And because he wanted me to drive six hours to do a gig with, without a hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was in between... It was in between this week that I just got home and the New York... The, the New England run with Maria and Brian. And I was like... Well, I'm going to need airfare and a hotel. And he's like, oh, it doesn't have airfare and a hotel. And I was like, but I'm driving six hours into another state. Oh, my God. And he's like, Wait, it, it, Reno or Vegas or? It was uh, Arizona? Like by Laughlin. So oh. whatever. But it wasn't right. even in Laughlin. Oh, my God. I mean, it was completely insane. Yeah. And so I said, uh, you know, I just and, and so I did never say no without a number. So I set a number uh-huh. and he was like. Oh, I said, you know, it just isn't enough money for me to do it. And he goes, yeah. well, what would be the number? And so I so I picked a, what I considered to be the lowest possible. Like, I didn't even jack the number up. I was like, I will do it yeah. if I can fly there and have a hotel and fly, keep flying, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and oh, so you just wanted one way, yeah. one way airfare? Yeah, that I would have just then ke- went to yeah. New Hampshire Perfect. or Rochester, New York with Brian is right. the next one. And uh, so... He was he was like, well, what would it be? And I was like, well, I would just need I don't know. Um, and it was a corporate. And this what? guy always makes three times the amount of money he offers you. So he offered me twelve hundred flat, and I said, well, I'm going to need twenty three hundred plus air and hotel. Oh, damn! And he said, oh, I might be able to give you two thousand flat. And I said. No, no, I'm going to need 2300 I mean, it's not like it's a number that I, I made up. I would have collapsed at oh, would 1300 You, you would have yes. folded it to 1300 Yeah, That's why you can't write a book with me, yeah. for God's sake. Oh, my God. So what happened? He said, oh, I, don't, I can't do it. And I said, good. And, uh, well, Dude, that and was $2,000 on the way to a gig. I don't want any part of it. Uh, I, I want to lie down. My back hurts. <laughs> My back hurts, and I need to lie down sometimes. I don't know if you're familiar with the fact that I have just spent. How I was much in is Tampa? an Airbnb in Laughlin? 
If you're staying in some creepy Airbnb, I'm not, it's not ever happening, the Airbnb. Uh, I will stay in an Airbnb in New York City if I'm staying over a week. Okay. That is my that is my decision okay. that I've just made right now. You know, I, I'm actually and I want to see Hamilton again. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the other There's decision I just Laughlin. made. There's no, they're not uh, a touring. Okay. Hmm. I tried to find out if there's a gig in Montana. Yeah, I, you did. I want to take did you my son to, to see snow. No, but there's, there's snow in California. You know, you can drive to Big Bear. It's not guaranteed. Uh, at Christmas? Yeah, it's no. guaranteed. Really? Yeah. I don't know. How long have you lived in California? That's why nobody leaves the state. Uh, this is here's how I found out about. I'm not familiar about, with the state. This state is uh, called California, and it has everything you I'm would from want. Northern which is California. Annoying. And I, I proudly don't know anything about Southern California, and I'm happy to keep it that way. <laughs> Let me tell you I'm something. I'm from the North. Go to California Adventure. It is a, an amusement park that is attached to Disneyland. No, I don't go uh, to amusement parks. I okay. work them, okay? A comedy club is an amusement park, okay? Uh, take the boy. I'm not the audience, Jackie. I'm the fucking Mickey I will, Mouse. I will take your boy to uh, California Adventure. We will go on a ride called Soaring California. And what you do is you sit in a chair and you are raised in a giant... All I stop listening after you said, I'll take your boy. I've never been happier. <laughs> you, I would love to go to I love it. It's That's so, bad news, Jack. That yeah. ride's gone. It changed. It's now soaring around the world. Soaring around the world? Well, then they're idiots. You know why? Because California burnt down this month. <laughs> there is no California. Can we get out on that? You sure can. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 